Hi guys, welcome back to Style Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. This is your host, Ethan Wong. I'm your other host, Spencer Adi. Do I always say other? I don't know if you do. I don't. I can't remember if you do. I, yeah, because I, I think I've said that the last couple episodes and I was thinking about it. It's like, do I always say other or do I just say I'm your, I'm your host, Spencer Adi? No, I don't think you Why am I, I othering I'm myself? You're, you know, you don't have the special uh, ID identification. You don't have, your, you don't have the right yeah. scan docs on your scan yeah, doc. It my, says, hand, my hands don't yeah. scan. <laughs> the, the gantry lift. <laughs> the gantry. It takes you to the observation level to go see the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's a fun, that's a fun joke for people who live in Southern California and go on uh, galaxies. What is it? Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. (laughs) Mission Breakout. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I don't have a pass. Spencer has a pass. I have a pass now. I I still haven't gone on Guardians of the Galaxy uh, colon Mission Breakout, though, because I normally go uh, at night on weekdays with my friend that also has a pass. Uh Um, And, you know, we only have a couple hours, and so we spent, like, we don't spend much time in California Adventure because I don't think it's as good a park. But also, even when we do, the line is still, like, an hour long. It's crazy. Every time I've seen no, it. No, we've done it. We've gone on, like, Dapper Day, I think. Unless we did it before I think we came Yeah, because it's like, well, no, I've been on it, but I haven't been on it since I got a pass. Oh, since you got a pass. Got it. So got it's, it. like, even, like, the park's, like, 30 minutes still closing. Sometimes the line is still, like, two hours long. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's a popular ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, well, I guess uh, Rides of the Resistance has not taken that down because nope. you don't get to wait for rise you have to get a boarding pass which entry so you beforehand. have to get there like within yeah. like right when the park opens mm-hmm. um so i'm not going on that for a while maybe when marvel land opens over the summer which is going to draw a lot of crowds maybe that's when i'll be able to go yeah because star wars is dead now yeah star wars uh, is ah. fucking dead <laughs> just like luke skywalker yeah. okay boomer um but yeah, I, I wonder what uh, Marvel Land is going to be. I haven't really looked into it because all I cared about was Star Wars Land. I don't really care about Marvel Land that Have much. Have you seen the free swinging Spider-Man animatronic? Yes, yes, that's I crazy. did. That's crazy. I feel like that's going to kill somebody. <laughs> it's going to it's going to have like a very uh, like a Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, situation. Exactly. It's going to come. It's going to kill someone on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder what people think of when they listen to the podcast for the first time, and. Um, if, I mean, if you didn't know what this is, you're probably thinking that this is, oh, the Sound Direction, but they're talking about fucking theme parks mm-hmm. and Star Wars quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but no, this is this is a mentor podcast. Believe it uh, or not. We talk about Ripley, believe it or not. Um, and we talk about interesting things, brands, uh, things we like to wear, and occasionally movies with great style or bad style. <laughs> I think. Have I we think done any is, with good style? I mean, Fantastic Beasts isn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, that was more like did eclectic. Did we do a podcast episode about that? We did. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> did we? Did, I think we did. We we uh, but we also I wrote about how Knives Out is really good, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't do a podcast episode on that. No. Uh, maybe when the movie comes out on DVD, we can uh, we can do that. But today we're going to be talking about something super cool, something that uh, you know i want to talk about which is basically what i said i like to talk about a lot of stuff on this podcast we're gonna be talking about leather jackets mm-hmm. they're made of leather and you wear them over <laughs> other things over other things who would have thought right yeah <laughs> yep um and it's it's interesting because like leather jackets kind of like jeans and we haven't really done an episode on jeans but leather jackets are kind of like a quintessential thing that like everyone can wear regardless of like your style yeah. um there's going to be a big, there is a big blog post already written about it. You'll see the link. Uh, it's not really a show note. This is kind of like a companion pod to that long article. Uh, but yeah, in it, I basically say like, depending on what, like, doesn't matter what style you have. You could, you could be like a punk. It could be workwear. You could be sartorial. You could even be like a regular dude off the street who doesn't really care about like a specific style of fashion. You just care about looking good. And you could pull off a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. That's how like perfect it is. Because, I mean, it's, um, it's like there's, you know, generally when you say leather jacket, people might have one or two ideas in their head. Like maybe like a black double, like a Harley Davidson, like black double rider. Or yeah. maybe they'll think of like, you know, like a bomber jacket or whatever. But there's like a huge variety of styles, a lot of which many oh, brands yeah. are not making anymore. 
But yeah, yeah it's like that's what's so nice about leather jackets. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, it's um, like a leather jacket is just any jacket made of leather, so you can do whatever you want. With yeah, it. technically leather blazers. Yes, like, that know, is a leather like jacket. Yeah, that is. Yeah, um, but yeah, like like you said, like I think everyone has a specific vision of what it is depending on like their context you know like and certainly pop culture has done a lot to like further the idea that leather jackets are fucking cool mm-hmm. you know you you think of like indiana jones you think of uh like the wild Rebel ones of, yeah yeah i was gonna say rebel of the cause he's kind of wearing like a he's wearing a mcgregor drizzler yeah. in that one i think a lot of people say no, it's a harrington no but it's, it's an not. it's an antifreeze it's not even a drizzler it's an antifreeze oh shit oh that's right yeah. that's right so fun fact if you want uh the rebel without a cause jacket Look up um, a Gregor antifreeze on eBay, and you can usually find them for pretty cheap, unless they're red, because that's the color that he wears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, leather jackets are cool, and you know, I'm trying to think of like when I first kind of got into. It. I think it's probably Indiana Jones. I, I'm pretty sure it has. To I know be the Indiana. At Jones. least the first outfit I really remember liking with the leather jacket was the outfit yeah. that Captain America wears at the end of the first Avengers movie. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I think that's what kind of got me re-into it. Like, yeah. obviously, like, when you think of, like, a leather jacket, from, you know, at least for me, I, I was like, okay, Indiana Jones. Because, like, I wasn't really a punk. I mean, even though I liked punk stuff, I wasn't the guy to wear, like, a leather jacket. Uh-huh. I was kind of the guy who wore, like, a hoodie with a graphic t-shirt and then, like, the studded jeans. Um, so to me, leather jackets were always Indiana Jones. And then when I saw the first Avenger, when he's like back in 2012 or whatever, yeah. the year 2011, whatever, he, you know, he wears like a, a leather jacket with like a plaid shirt or something. Yeah, it's like a blue flannel and jeans and he's riding on like an old motorcycle. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, it's a very like, when you look back at it, it's kind of a bad leather jacket. It's like not even like, a, a, I wish they gave him like one from like 1945, like an A2 or something. Yeah. Well, because that was um, also, it seems like the last thing in the movie that the last time in the movie that they like tried to give Captain America kind of like a retro style. Oh, yeah. Because every other movie when he's casual, he's wearing like, like workout, a t-shirt. Yeah, like workout shirts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like one of the first like vintage or like leather jackets. I was like, damn, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I think there's even a, I remember getting a leather jacket, um, from one of those, like, you know, those, uh, Korean or Chinese fashion mannequin. Oh things. yeah. The black we, mannequin website, the black mannequin style stuff like that. Yeah. And I got, I got one. I don't know if it was from a website, but it was like definitely from a store at like a random mall mm. that was like that, you know, like crazy dramatic peacoat style stuff. And I got a leather jacket is very pleather. Um, I'm not sure what exactly it was, um, or what the style was. Maybe like it was like a, I don't know, I had like a standing collar. Like it was not like a bomber. It was like an M65 collar on like a bomber body. Oh. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was one of those things. And um, I wore that as like a trip to Captain America because like oh I'm wearing it but with like a flannel button-up shirt and like jeans. Like this is fucking cool. Um, oh, and I did just think of this. Jake Peralta in Brooklyn Nine-Nine wears, like, a black moto jacket, I think is, like, the name for it, and he wears it, like, with, like, a hoodie and also a flannel button-up with, like, a knit tie or something in, like, his early episodes, and I thought, hey, that's pretty cool, like, you can wear, you can wear it, like, vintage style, and you can wear it modern style, like, this is crazy, um, and then, I don't know at what point I got into, like, um, vintage, like, casual wear because like i think if you're listening to the podcast or you've read the blog you'll know that even though i wore vintage suits it wasn't like everyday wear for me i still wore regular clothing um but you know being in this a community of people who wore like sports shirts and fedoras and high-waisted hollywood slacks casually it kind of had had like a um an effect on my personal style and i'm like okay well clearly i need a leather jacket because you can't wear i don't want to wear a sport coat casually and so a leather jacket is what i decided to wear um and that's what people wore back then too when you see old pictures in like the 50s or 40s of people like casually hanging out you'll see them wearing a leather jacket it could be in illustrations it could be in photographs it could be in advertisements and so i kind of wanted one and one of the first ones that now um one of the guys uh blake one of the guys we we hung out with before he has it but it was a night like a late 40s maybe mid 40s g1 mm-hmm. with the fur and, collar uh, right with the fur collar, yeah. So if you read the blog post, you know, there's a lot of different styles of leather jackets. And one of, like, a lot of them, 
are based on military ones because military guys wore leather jackets the most. It was either military or workwear, but then workwear tended to be a little bit more in like the cotton denim like category. Or you, have that, you have that one image that I really like of a guy wearing like it's it's like the you know three pocket French or uh, just three pro- pocket oh, yeah. fur coat. Just in leather. But it made of leather. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. But Yeah, because you know, also I think, like, workwear leather jackets tend to be longer and have, like, more pockets. Like, the leather yeah. jacket, like, that Robert De Niro wears in the early scenes of The Irishman. That's, like, oh, yeah, waist yeah, yeah. length and it has, like, you know, hip pockets, like, chest pockets, all those things. That's what I think of when I think, like, workwear leather jacket. Yeah, and it's not exactly a look that's, um... Excuse me, I just burped because I just, you know, as you guys know, I eat lunch right before we record. Um, but um, it's not something that's really accessible to some people um, because in my head, I always think of like like leather blazers mm-hmm. or like leather trench coats, which there were cool ones. Uh, if you look at my inspiration article, which is already out, I, I wore a 1920s one. Super that cool. one was it crazy. Made me feel like an aura. I've never seen for, one of those in person, I don't think. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. It's always like reproductions, you know, and I'm always like, they, they didn't really wear this. Yeah, it's like such you know, a steampunk thing. But there yeah, it is. There it is. Um, but yeah, so I didn't really like workwear leather jackets so clearly um clearly the military ones were better and of course that's what stuff that indiana jones wears uh like steve mcqueen in the great escape Mm -hmm. you know you have um you have them wearing this and so you know there's a whole bunch of different variations i mean there's like the a1 um which was worn um by the 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 air force in like the mid to late 20s and then which was uh, then replaced by the a2 um, and the A1 is like the one you think of like the Valstar, like the suede jackets yeah. nowadays. But back then, I mean, they, they were available in both, like goat skin, whatever. Um, and then they had wasn't the, the A1, the A1 all, head it's, it's like, wasn't it the A1 like the Cossack coat? Or did, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of similar, but the A1 has like a standing collar, okay. I think. Um, and then Cossacks have like the, the, rounded uh, the shawl, the rounded one. Yeah. But they both have like a button flap pocket with a button front, uh, ribbing on the wrists and cuffs. Um, actually I think Cossacks don't have ribbing at the, at the waist. Yeah, well, at least the Mr. Freedom one does not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but A1s did have that. And then with A2s, you get like the Dan Jones one. They have like a point collar, you got epaulets, you get a zip front and then you get the, uh, the patch, um, pockets but they were um snap button mm-hmm. uh instead of like a, a exposed button ones and then you get stuff like the g1 which is basically an a2 but with a fur collar yeah. a little bit longer um, i have my grandpa's g1 um which is probably i don't know i i could probably look up when it's dated but my you know he he died in like 1967 so it's got to be early 60s I, yeah. I don't wear it mostly because if anything happened to that i would like feel very bad but yeah. it's like that shit is so cool. It has like a bunch of patches on it. The leather is still pretty supple. I could, we could, yeah. I'll take a picture of it. We'll include it in the article. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the G1 actually, so the A2 was retired, I think, around like the early 50s. And then um, the G1 has is still in in use today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it in like, uh, what's Top that movie? Gun. Top, Top Gun. What's the new yep, one called? Top Gun 2. Top, top one, Top, Top and up in the bag uh top gun colon maverick that's I think. it that's it it's top yeah. gun colon maverick yeah it's about stomach issues yeah. um that's funny <laughs> um but yeah so i one of my first leather jackets uh, i don't think i have it in the article because i don't really wear it so i don't really have any pictures of me in it uh but i got like a g1 it was civilian um and you know back then again a lot of people a lot of manufacturers for casual wear, just kind of basically lifted military mm. casual jackets and just brought them over. Um, and they just made up, you know, because, you know, by the, like, the mid-40s, some young men weren't drafted into the war, and so they, you know, they wanted something that they could wear. Um, and so, of course, people would just kind of capitalize on the on the, on the the jacket designs and kind of lift them over. I think there's, like, something about how, like, original A2s or, or wartime A2s didn't have hand warmer flaps, yeah. but then civilian ones did. So it's kind of like, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of um, articles I think I've linked to, to like um, Dave Himmel's blog, The Art of Vintage Leather Jackets, or just countless stuff on the Fedora Lounge by like Spencer Stewart or people who are able to kind of differentiate between a lot of these differences between civilian and military leather jackets. Um, but I mean... I did. They're just kind of cool, and you know, if they, you know, a lot of the other ones looked military. Um, they all have um, very similar 
designs and because um, I mean it was probably like cuts. a lot of the same manufacturers making the military and civilian ones oh yeah oh yeah exactly and I was just gonna say that like a lot of them took after you know when, when you see like short casual short jackets made of cotton made of rayon they're kind of very similar in that same mm-hmm. regard and then you would find um, you know you would find leather jackets from both the military and civilian stuff that, that have all those details sometimes they combined them sometimes mm-hmm. they took stuff out um and and yeah i yeah that 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 uh g1 that i got i think i got on ebay for like 90 bucks and it was like it was so small um i i was able to zip it up i don't know if i could wear it now like you know like four or five years later but uh i mean blake is like fucking like a 36 inch chest now and he was like a 34 when we met him so it like it fits him the best right now um but yeah, I mean, when you see, when you hang out with all these vintage people, um, and then when you get into, like, inspiration and stuff, you start to, like, kind of get jealous a little bit of, like, how many cool leather jackets oh, yeah. are out there. You know, because it's, it's not just, like, an Indiana Jones one. And there's, and clearly by seeing these people, there was a way to pull them off without looking like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably helps if you don't wear, like, a fedora with it. Um but even then, like, you could wear a fedora with something. And, like, if a guy wore a fedora with, like, an A1, I wouldn't call him Indiana Jones because it's a, a different cut of jacket, you know? And, I mean, again, um, we can reference the incredibly detailed, like, IndieCostume.net. Yeah, exactly. The one, <laughs> that goes over the all we, the different, like, the details yeah. of his jacket, which has... We, we, it's, it's like, a version of, like, of, like, an A2 or whatever, but it doesn't have an elastic waistband or cuffs, I think. It's something like that. I don't know yeah. how the, the indie heads do this. Um, yeah, we'll definitely. I know someone just uh, just messaged uh, or just put a thing in the um, in the live chat because we are live on Instagram like we normally do. Uh, we will do an episode on Indiana Jones sometime. Yep, I'm sure we will. Um, but yeah, I don't. There was also that book um, by Clutch, the uh, the like the archive of leather jackets where they literally got like some of the best collectors around the world in japan and america and just shot all of like the leather jackets and it's fucking awesome oh yeah because i mean they just re-released it too as we say with like a lot of vintage casual wear there was so much variety that you don't really see anymore oh yeah i mean again look at the blog post you know we have we have it there but like you know, not just A1s or A2s, but you see, like, two-tone stuff. Oh, the crazy, you like, yeah, like, melted wool leather, like, two- Yeah, combination yeah. stuff. Yeah, suede and leather together. Like, and it wasn't, like... I mean, some of it's kind of weird. You know, like, you get, like, yellow and blue together. Mm-hmm. You get, like, black and white, black and tan. Um, there, that definitely was a big thing for uh, for leather jackets. You know, it's very trendy. But it's it's so cool, and they're not... Like, they're not cut in the racer way and this um just a heads up this the article and the podcast doesn't really talk about racer jackets because i don't really like them that much because if you know me i don't like harrington's for stand-up collars and racers don't really have a collar so i don't like them Um, but yeah those like black and white like double riders from the 50s i love those no, those are so cool. Or the and one uh, from Inside Lewin Davis that, like, John Goodman's driver wears, which is, I think, black double rider with, like, white, like, shirling, like, collar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a lot of those ones, again, like, you didn't really see them back in the, um, you don't even see them today. They're, again, they were very novelty, very, like, they're, like, sportswear um, that people had back then. A lot of kid stuff had it mm-hmm. a lot, too, um, because, you know, you're a kid, you want to, like, you wanna be have fun, your kids. yeah. Yeah, you want to be fun. Um, and so you don't really see those a lot nowadays, um, which is unfortunate. Um, and if you do find vintage ones, they're really expensive because they're rare. And then if you have a person who reproduces them, um, like Craftsman just came out with like a Sherling um, bomber or a, a, a grizzly jacket with Sherling mm-hmm. instead of pony fur or whatever. Um, or, or even like Dave Himmel with Himmel Brothers and all those kind of stuff. They're all they're often always expensive. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, it, which is, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes more leather. You're using different leather. You can't just cut the same sheet and make one jacket and out And also, of it. good leather jackets have just always been expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember reading, um, like, one of the articles from the Fedora Lounge where people were sharing, like, show me your leather jackets. And a couple of them were, like, 70s through 80s, but they were done really well. They look almost indistinguishable from, like, 40s or 50s ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were talking about how much they cost. And obviously, a really good one with great design and using actual, like, steer hide, horse hide, um, pony hide, whatever, will cost a lot more money. Yeah. 
um, than, than like the ones you could get. Like, I don't know if J. Crew's ever done it, but you know, like I think at some point H&M has done like a premium leather jacket where they use actual like skin leather instead of uh, pleather. Um, and of course, you know, that's going to be way more than like a $50 jacket. You're going to looking at at least like a hundred bucks or something. We had a suede jacket. I have no idea like how much it costs or when we made yeah. it because it was just like in the back, like someone had returned it and it's like an old item. But I, it was an extra small, so obviously I couldn't, com- couldn't compare it on myself, but it looked, like, right. good. It was, like, a zip leather jacket, and it looked really good. But that's the only yeah. that's the only leather jacket I could think of J. Crew making. Yeah, again, like, I think most of the time, leather in general, even if it's going to be pleather, you know, you have to, like, sew it, I think, in, like, a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't take a leather jacket to, like, a normal tailor if the tailor doesn't have, like, a very heavy needle to alter it. So most places won't make them and i know like today they're kind of changing up i know someone just said that there are places in india that make made to measure leather jackets again um the craftsman clothing which is you know made to measure they do with theirs in hong kong um they're not cheap um but you know they're, they're becoming more and more available now um but they're still kind of out of the reach of like a regular person which is why spencer and i definitely like vintage ones yeah. because back then like with suits they were made to last like fucking forever yeah, even the novelty you know? ones are like because it's like you get like a leather jacket like at the mall or whatever and it's gonna be like a pretty standard design but it's made of like either fake leather or really shitty leather but i don't know if this is the case for all of them but maybe it's just you know survivor's bias (laughs) i don't know if that's a term but the ones that have survived are like really good leather like again even the 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 crazy novelty ones from the 30s 40s 50s right exactly i mean exactly that's why um the g1 that i had so, I mean, maybe, maybe the like the uh, the ribbing was kind of shot mm-hmm. or torn because it's like wool, but like the body itself was like fantastic, you know. And most people, they you know they knew it, they knew they knew what they had, um, which is why you see like A twos like the painted like the wartime paint back stuff that's super cool, super rare. Yeah. They those are still around if you find them. They're expensive because hand painted stuff is super cool. Um. Or, like, even just, like, regular ones, you know? You don't really see a lot of damaged leather jackets unless they're, like, really old. Maybe, like, 1910s, 1920s ones. Yeah. Or maybe the person just kind of didn't take care of it and then they, you know, got dried up or something. Because I'm I'm sure, I think we've said this before, but um, one time I was on eBay and I found a two-tone suede, like, green suede belt back. I think, I'm not sure if it was a double rider or an A1 or A2. I think it was a single-breasted because that's the, like, green and, like, brown one, right? Yeah, it was green and brown. It had, like, all the uh, bells and whistles, like, the little, like, zip, like, breast pocket with the dangling yeah. zipper thing. Yeah, yeah. but then um, when I got it, like, it was 100 bucks because, like, the guy said it, like, it was, like, aging up. And then I got it, and it was literally falling apart. The suede was, like, <laughs> yeah, the suede was disintegrating. Um, and so I gave it to Joyride just for how much I bought it for. Um and I think he reproduced it. I'm not sure I, yet. He said he um, wanted to, but I don't. That was again. That was years ago. I'm not that was sure. Like a, if, that was a long time. I'm not ago. sure I, they I'm ever sure did. He still but has I mean, it. I kind of kind of want it back. I would like frame that shit or something, yeah. you know. Um, but oh, someone's driving really fast outside. That's cool. Yeah, Rodeo Drive. Um, Rode- Drive. You think they called it that because people drove down it? The street or okay. the movie? The street. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, Spencer and I kind of preferred getting leather jackets because, you know, not only do they have all the details, but we know that they would last a long time. Um, I never, uh, this comes up because someone just mentioned it, but also it's an article where, um, people recommended going to like shot NYC to go get some, um, but I never really did it because one issue with modern ones, not like, you know, really good modern ones are made of good leather. Sometimes they have the good bells and whistles, like the shot. Perfecto is a pretty good um, double rider, but they're too long. Yep. That's the problem with every casual jacket. Every casual, like, oh my god, it's 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 crazy. You know, I'm sure we're gonna have a uh, an episode on this because I really want to talk about like how waistcoat length has stayed the same from like the like the 70s or 80s, but trousers have gotten higher, so mm-hmm. it you know doesn't really work out proportionally. But yeah, a lot of like modern. Uh, or like 70s later jackets are just too long and it makes sense because trouser rise has gotten shorter and even like higher end ones like you know like like we were saying shot or uh double rl or whatever you know they they always go they look great but they're too long so it's like the they go past natural waist if if you want you can't if you want like a high-end new jacket you basically have to go bespoke 
yeah, bespoke or like size down. Maybe if you can, if, if you know, if you or, can do or that. like you know, uh, there. Are, I don't. I mean, I've never. I don't trust them very much because we've had friends that have had bad experiences. But like places like Magnolia or whatever, which do like costume oh reproduction stuff. Oh yeah, they did the the aviator jacket that Leo had. Yeah, but scene. it's like you know they say it's like oh this is like premium leather, but it, I don't believe them. But the length, yeah. at least on the model, the length looks good. But that's. Yeah. Yeah, you never yeah, you never really know. So that's why we just never kind of we never really fucked with uh modern leather jackets. Um and even that like even even if it's vintage, I always have to make sure that the length is like the right um the right right size because I I don't like when things go past natural waste. It's weird to me, you know, like a sweater. Like I think I talked about this, like in a sweater article. I've talked about it many times where it just looks off proportionally and it just doesn't feel right especially when you have a kind of like vintage in mind when you see old pictures of guys with jackets that end at or near their waist wearing a modern one or one that doesn't fit kind of just feels off to you um and so all my all of mine are all the ones i own are vintage you know um yeah so if if you go back to that kind of narrative i don't think i got another leather jacket until a fateful dapper day wow where it was like 2016 because i know that the election was that year (laughs) Uh, uh, awful. Yeah. Uh, but we were at the Dapper Day Expo, and for those of you who don't know, Dapper Day is a, uh, you know, it's a day you get to go to places dressed up. There's one at Disneyland twice a year, and they have an expo where, you know, there's live music, there's, you know, vintage sellers, reproduction people. It's kind of a lot, it's lots of fun. Um, but it was a vintage seller. I've never seen him there uh, since. I think it was Sneaky Tiki, who was in Long Beach who has a bunch of bucos, by the way, mm-hmm. and we'll get into what that is in a second. But he had a couple of ones from, like, the 70s, you know, that were kind of... When you look at 70s other jackets, even though it's still, like, cowhide or whatever, they still feel softer than, like, early ones. Well, they feel, Maybe it's because... I don't know. They feel, like, more they, they crinkly. I don't know how to describe it. Not They feel rubbery. Yeah, rubbery, crinkly. yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that's all one thing I didn't like about shot ones. Shot ones never felt, like felt right to me either compared to the vintage ones i i had handled before or seen on other people um but for some reason he had like a 50s or maybe late 40s brown double rider and this was i think right near around the time you know i was watching captain america again or something and the original captain america um when he first wears um when he dons the uniform and fights um hydra and he drops in uh, with stark and um peggy he puts on like a double rider yeah, on top of his like leotard because that's yeah a mix of his like stage costume and just like whatever he could get from base yeah which is absolutely um, without question the coolest captain america uniform yeah and so i've like i'm like hell yeah i want one and i saw it it was a double rider it had like you know it had the side pockets it wasn't a d pocket which we'll get into in a second um it was just it was super cool it fit right and, you know it wasn't too thick it was a very supple and very kind of light leather compared to some of the other ones I've had. And it was like 150 or 200 bucks. I don't know. It was really, it was something disgustingly cheap for what it was. Disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) And I bought it and it has remained one of my favorite leather jackets. I don't really wear it as much anymore. Um, or as often as my other ones, because double riders can be kind of loud, obviously. Um, we'll get into styles in a second, but yeah, it was like my first, like, vintage leather jacket because i think earlier that year or like you know i i sold the other jacket to blake so i didn't have any leather jackets anymore um and then what else i've had like an a2 that i bought when i was in london i bought it because it was cool it was there i had never seen a vintage a2 that was around my size but i brought it back home and it was just too long in the arms and the body that i gave it to spencer i sold and, and that's your leather jacket that's, like you yeah i have i think i only have three leather jackets i've yeah take us through it well i mean my first one that i bought wasn't probably wasn't real leather again it was when i was in high school and i got it from like a department store um like around the holiday season so it was like very cheap it was like an a2 style with a fur collar but then i soon realized the fur collar was detachable and i wore that thing like all throughout high school um it was like my favorite jacket it smelled (laughs) really weird (laughs) Cause it was like fake leather. Um, oh man. It was like pretty long, but it's like, you know, for the most part, leather jackets were still out of my budget because if you want like a decent, like one in good condition, even you know, we say, we keep saying like go vintage, but they're still like expensive. They're like, 
like at least two hundred dollars. Two to five hundred generally is like your entry level. In yeah, in person, in on eBay, you could get one maybe for like one one fifty. Mm-hmm. That's again if like no one's bidding on it and you're trying to you know buy it now kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, then my other one I got was at this place in Old Town Orange Country Roads Antiques. Which oh, yeah. occasionally will have there's like one booth. It it's mostly like a antique furniture store. Mall. Yeah. But yeah. they have one booth that sells clothing and every once in a while there's like something really good for really cheap. Yeah. Um, so I got a forties or fifties leather jacket, like zip jacket for like seventy, eighty dollars. Yeah. Uh I bought yours. Um and then I own two more. It's a I own a suede. Uh, oh, a a yeah, like a one. And I got that along with I've never been photographed in it because I don't think I've ever worn it. A nineteen thirties suede belt back sport coat. Um, I bought both of those for like a total of like a hundred dollars from our friend Eli. And the reason I haven't worn the sport coat not because I don't like it. It's yeah. because it's mis mis, mis- yeah. Mitching. It's mitching. Uh, it's missing a patch pocket. Oh. And so, I mean, I could still wear it and just say fuck it, but I kind of want to get the pocket replaced either with, like, I don't know, like a, a similar suede or, like, yeah. just, like, a contrasting fabric. But I just haven't done it, so I haven't worn it, but I own it. <laughs> I think that would be, be, be cool to kind of break out as your styles like, evolved since you bought yeah. that A1. Yeah. Um, uh yeah so th- yeah those are all your lovely jackets uh-huh. I, i'm um, in them i'm I know looking y- for more but again you know yeah the, the again they are expensive i mm-hmm. mean like again like the uh leather vintage leather jackets are always worth it because they will last you know you, you buy a fucking conditioner um that you know just in case uh if they're too dry or if you want to make sure that they're they, they maintain uh their suppleness yeah. i think um but yeah i we recommend it um so after that, after I got the double rider, I ended up going on eBay again, and I think I'm not sure if like Blake sent this to me or someone did, but I found like a 1940s, maybe early 50s, um, leather jacket that was, um, you know, had three pockets, which is what I like. We'll get into like the styles in a second, but like it's you know had like a chest zip and then two side pockets, and th- this one was interesting because it was kind of western themed. It had like the kind of yoked stitching whatever on the chest and on the pockets and it had like a elastic belt back and it was like a hundred bucks um and i got it and it was very dried out it actually ripped like one of the first times i wore it like in the arm because it was really like a a a rip and you know again that's something to kind of think about when you're like buying vintage leather especially on ebay because you can't really judge the quality in person um but yeah i i ended up putting a patch of like some kind of cloth under it um that my tailor like sewed together so the pole wouldn't get bigger and then i bought a uh, a conditioner on ebay i think it's like kiwi boot leather conditioner or something like that and i just applied that all over it and now it's like fucking soft mm-hmm. it's great um the hole hasn't gotten bigger um I, i've only done it i think twice i think it got it once when i got the leather conditioner and then once again like recently when it got colder and started bringing them out um but that thing's su- super cool and it's it's fun because it's not an a an a2 like a lot of people think, like when people get think of like a leather jacket, single-breasted zip, they think of an A2, like Indiana Jones style, because A1s have buttons, A2s have zips, and so it's cool to have it. Where you could, if you wanted to be Indiana Jones for Halloween, you could definitely do that. But it doesn't look too much like an Indiana Jones jacket, um, and it has enough details to kind of go for like a workwear, westernwear kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been great. And that was like, I only had the two leather jackets for a while, like that and the double rider. And I always wanted the black one because black is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, I did not want to get a shot perfecto. I don't want to try vintage shot. Um, and black leather jackets, whether single breasted or double breasted, well, biker, yeah. If you're talking about the biker jackets, those are probably the most expensive leather jackets. Because everyone wants Be- them. It's also everyone. Like, I think that's the most versatile in terms of, not in terms of like just outfits, although it is pretty versatile. It's just in t- terms of like what your style is, I guess. Yeah, like I said, punks wear it. You know, you see like the Ramones, you, you know, you get that. You get fucking biker guys wearing yeah, it. You like, get workwear guys, vintage people, yep. greasers, all that kind of shit. Greaser gang. It's uh, Greasing, yeah. Um, but yeah, You're I mean, a teacher? even like, like fucking, like, yeah, streetwear or like, 
Like oh, yeah. SLP, it's like a staple SLP, of that. SLP, yeah. big, yeah, you know? And so, um, yeah, these jackets have gotten, like, are insanely popular, always have been popular, you know? Uh, fucking uh, Riverdale, whatever the gang, like the Serpent Street gang is, you know, they all wear them. You know, and everyone who watches of, like, Riverdale wants one. Yeah, that's all of us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, they're a big, they're a cultural piece of clothing, you know? Like, the, 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 the double rider, the black double rider represents a lot of stuff. Um, and so... Finding a vintage one was almost impossible because they were always for like starting like four hundred dollars or more, mm-hmm. and um, especially when you start looking at like Buko, and I'm not sure exactly the history of why Buko is so popular. Maybe it's because like the Buko J21 or J24, or whatever the hell they want to call them, was like the leather jacket or one of the first leather jackets that had like the red quilted or the the red quilted or buffalo check lining is buko the, which the is brand that's is that the brand that's now owned by like real mccoy's or buzz bricks yeah they, yeah yeah they bought yeah. they bought the name so they can make they can remake them um and so like, yeah you have that so um and when you look at the real mccoy's website those buko ones are like a thousand dollars or something because you know they're, they're very specific they use the right leathers they they reproduced faithfully so i thought i was never going to find it until um, last inspiration, um, not this, not this past one, but the one from last year. I'm not sure if I did it in the episode where we recapped inspiration, but I found a black double rider, not Buko. It's a serious Hercules one. It's made it's made of steer hide, so I think it's also because Bukos are made of like more light leather, um, which I like. Yeah, I I like it too. But so this jacket was 400 flat, and I'm like, and it fit me. I was able to close it. Had a deep pocket and everything. It wasn't. There wasn't that many holes in it, and it wasn't too, like, Americana, biker chic. Like, I know some um, double riders have, like, um, fringes on it, or they have, like, the side, like, the side, like, drawstring or the studs. closure. Or the studs, which, again, like, I don't mind them, but, like, for, like, your first black leather jacket, you kind of want something that's a bit more versatile, that can work for a variety of outfits. Um, this one was perfect. And so I bought it for $400 flat. And I love it. It is great. It is kind of thick because, again, steer hide along with, like, the kind of quilted interior is kind of... It's very warm, let me just say. Yeah. If I was, like, an actual, like, motorcyclist, I'm sure it would keep me great. Um, and it's also waist length. So, it you know, it ends right at my, you know, where my jeans are. I don't wear it closed very often just because I'm not riding. And also, all of the zippers lack the pull tabs. Um, That's tough. So, I'd have to... Yeah, I know. But it doesn't really matter because I put my hands in my pockets all the time, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it's great, um, and then in retrospect, I don't think I actually wear it as much because because it's very thick and it, it's very punk, like it's black, mm-hmm. you know. Like it doesn't really go with like tailoring too much. And as you guys know, even though I do like it, well, because of that, it doesn't go with Ivy Casual because Ivy Casual isn't that punky. I mean, I know some Ivy people wore brown leather jackets, but leather isn't really typically a part of that whole culture and so a black one which kind of represents like the rebellious anti-trad kind of thing you don't really get to mix that together so i haven't really worn it a lot recently i definitely wear it when i wear my black chelsea boots mm-hmm. which are, are great i'm sure we'll do an, uh, a video a video no youtube premium <laughs> premium content um i'm sure we'll talk about boots in the future um but uh yeah it's it was great and that was like the last leather jacket i bought all right yeah most recent one i think well because then you um, got the oh then oh yeah, yeah. fuck i just for, and you I also glossed over the one didn't you, you got a really cool one at like a london flea market that's the one that's the, that's a2 oh. that's a2 i gave you okay yeah. wait oh yeah. really what about yeah. the one with like the 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 yolks or whatever that's the one i got from that's the one i just said okay. on the single breast one from from ebay whips such as even doesn't even listen um but yeah no i mean there have been other ones too that i don't really wear a lot either like i have a varsity jacket which was my original black leather jacket but so it's kind of like a grizzly in the sense that it's got two tones like it's got um leather front no no leather sleeves and like a little bit of a paneling in the front but it has like red wool melton wool trimming which is super cool um but i don't really like varsity jackets as much because they kind of have this kind of late 2000s prep chic you know you wear that with like a like jeans or chinos with like loafers it's a little too much for me um i i think it would look best when i wore it with like you know a turtleneck or something a bit more minimal but then if that's the case i might as well wear my my black biker or my other brown 
like leather jackets that are kind of more plain, mm-hmm. right? So I have that. I'm still going to keep it forever. I'm not, I don't really see myself selling it. It's also from the 70s, so it goes past my waist. It, I bought it early on, but I, I've still kept it because it's so cool and so unique. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, like, some of the small details, you don't really wear them because they're not exactly what you want. You know, if I found, like, if someone wanted to trade that with, like, a novelty black and red leather jacket, I would do that. But that's not going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, mine was, like, 75 bucks, And it's, like, dated, like, 1972 or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, those are all my leather jackets. Um, and I think we should move now into, like, how, how we would wear them. You know, there's a lot of different styles that we can kind of go yeah, through. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so, in the article, I kind of start off with the bra- with the brown single-breasted jacket. And those encompass a lot of things. I, those can be, like, the, the, the zip front yeah, ones. Yeah, I think, because I think leather jackets in general are very easy to wear. They are. But, I mean, even so, that there's, like, a couple of looks that kind of go hand-in-hand yeah. with them. You know, like, again, if you read the article, I say that the... Um, the brown zip front jacket is a probably like the most classic. It's a little bit old school, but it's probably the more inoffensive, I would say. If you, that's that's uh, a good like jackets. first leather jacket. Yeah, like you can get it like as an A two, or again, if you're lucky enough, you can find like the uh, the the uh, the zip front non A two one, which I just call like the the zip SB, which typically has um, two side pockets and one chest zip mm-hmm. pocket. Um, those again variety of different styles in those in those details but you can wear those um again if you get that one that's not an a2 it doesn't look too indiana jones like um but you will still be called indiana jones no matter you it will happen but no matter what you you wear yeah yeah i've i've i wore a lee 101 j and chinos and someone said were you going indiana jones i'm like hold on i'm not even wearing a leather jacket right now i was wearing a fedora i was wearing a fedora okay Okay. well it's the fedora then and a red button-up shirt, dude. Indiana Jones' classic look. <laughs> I know. And a bandana? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's, like, the best one because, I mean, that goes with, every, like, your chambray shirts. You can dress it up, you know, with, like, a tie. I, I, I love doing that every once in a while, um, especially with, like, a sweater. Um, and, uh, you know, we work with chinos, jeans, boots, whatever. Uh, Converse. I don't really wear a lot of Converse as much because I like Converse for, like, super casual instead of, like, a leather jacket looks but you can do that too i know spencer and blake and, and so on have yeah. have done that even cody wellema um and then of course if you want a little bit more of like a vintage lean onto it then the single-breasted ones with buttons aka the a1s or the cossacks valstorino suede jackets those ones have a bit more of like a rakish more interesting flair that if you don't like the zip front you can do it that yeah, way i really a lot as of, i mentioned before i really like cossacks I, Co- yeah, I like Cossacks more than the Valstar or yeah, the yeah, ones. I, yeah, because I like the, having like, an actual collar. That yeah. that um, Albert Einstein one that LVC put out last year, uh, like t- uh, two years, two two or three two, years ago. Two or three years ago. Yeah, that one was gorgeous. It came with a cologne that I wish I could buy separately, but I asked and they wouldn't let me. But yeah, um, I forgot that when you buy modern leather jackets, they give you cologne. <laughs> is that always the case? Um, I know that that's uh, that's a thing with like in Thirty Rock where um where Pete Hornberger tries to get everyone to call him I think Dragon or something. He was like a fedora and leather jacket, and someone goes like, "Why do you smell so bad?" And goes, "It came with a leather jacket." <laughs> and so, it's like when you buy yeah. a Ferrari, they give you the jacket. You get they give you a jacket with it, like a windbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's that kind of side to it. Um. Again, I think I like Cossacks a lot. Just again, like they have like a very workwear mm. old 1920s sheet compared to like the more mid-century 40s 50s uh single-breasted version um again i don't really have a lot of recommendations for brands in general because of we prefer vintage um but you know again himmel brothers and tobacco road sport talks made by our collaboration between eli and our friend damien i'm not sure of months of ice they don't have any in leather necessarily but they 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 made them they've made them before i don't know if they're still available um but you know you could you know, if you, if you money, supply you can, them yeah, you with them the up. leather, yeah. Honestly, though, I think that it was interesting because the uh, I think that one was like seven hundred, and like the uh, some of the other ones were like it's not bad. Yeah, and I think some of the other ones were like a thousand because I think that in some cases like vintage cloth, like Pendleton cloth, was more, and s- compared to like a leather, because technically you could 
still make leather yeah. now and but no know, one's making vintage cloth anymore <laughs> yeah exactly um so there's that um and then you have the the black double rider which again punk stuff slp analog analogous looks um I mean, even then, like, you watch, like, or you look at, like, uh, Bryce Lens, there's a couple of pictures of a Kenji wearing a chambray, like, work shirt with the, uh, with the black double rider with black jeans and, like, sneakers. It's not really, like, a biker look, but it's kind of just a generic cool look yeah. that you can do, you know? I really like, um, like, 30s workwear looks with leather jackets. Yeah. Like, you'll find a lot of photos of, like, and this, you will absolutely get called Indiana Jones if you wear this because they're wearing, like, you know like chinos or work pants with like leather single-breasted zip jackets and fedoras but i still hey it looks fucking awesome no it's cool and that's why again if you go back like if you wear like more denim on denim like engineer boots instead of like a button-up shirt um or and you wear it with like a um a silver belly Mm -hmm. color uh fedora you get less indiana jones like if you don't wear like a straight up brown fedora with the front brim tucked down you know you're gonna get it. Like, I mean, you still again. You still will co- be called Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. but for you and your view of yourself, you won't look as much like Doctor Henry Jones Jr. himself. Yep. Named after the um, dog. Indy. <laughs> Sala. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, of course there's like the single-breasted leather jacket, uh, the brown one. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, the black, the black single-breasted one, which again is like the punkier version of the brown one and but it's not as punky as a double rider because it's a bit more plain those are um, like a little bit rarer too I don't, yeah i, don't see I know as much definitely not i i kind of want one just because it's again it's cooler it's a, it's a way to get across certain types of vibes without you know doing a vibe completely on its own mm-hmm. um and so yeah i don't again i don't really i've never really seen them I, most of the pictures that i have included are like modern ones of them but again, modern designers take, um, especially like Himmel Brothers or Real McCoys or whatever, Eastman Leather, they always take cues from the vintage ones. They're just a little bit too long. Yep. Uh, but, you know, again, the style ideas are, are always right there. And, uh, yeah. What, what do you think are, like, some of the... Um, what do you like in terms of leather types? So are we talking... The question earlier, suede or leather? Well, we can get into that first. Okay, I, mean, I was gonna say oh. like specifically like pony leather, steer hide. I I don't I, I don't have many leather jackets. Um, I've felt them, but I don't like own enough to like really have a comparison. Generally, uh, if just like this is very general, but like I said, I really yeah. like lightweight leather jackets. I don't own any, but I would like to. Yeah, me because too. Uh, it's just so much easier to wear. Uh, in Southern California, like a yeah, lightweight. You really un- want like the yeah. the one that Doug had. Um, which was like a reproduction A2. It was like an Eastman leather A2. And I think it ha- it was lined, Too long. but with like very light lining and no like inner lining or like insulation. And yeah. that was like super lightweight. And it was like, oh, this could be like a spring jacket. Yeah, I think it's because you, you see a lot of those. I mean, you know, I've seen vintage versions of them. Um, they're almost always expensive because they're more desirable mm-hmm. because they're wearable almost year round. Um, yeah, it's like you could win th- wear that on like a summer night and be comfortable, but it's like yeah, and all my leather jackets like, are like heavy enough that it's like I can only wear them when it drops below sixty degrees or like sixty or yeah. more, which is like a week of a year in Southern California. Right. Yeah, I mean that, that's why like there's different types like you know like uh like I think pony hide and goat hide I think are the lighter ones, mm-hmm. um uh, and sheep and sheepskin as well lambskin. And then you get to more like the steer hide and horse hide, which sound as heavy as you think they are. Yeah. And those are the ones that I have. Again, um, heavy ones will last longer because the newer, like, you know, I, as an example, I don't know what my uh, most recent leather jacket was that Spencer reminded me of a little bit, a little while ago, but it's a single breasted, you know, three zip, you know, side um, and chest pocket belt back forties made in the forties, but thirties style leather jacket. I don't know if it's like, exactly what skin it is but i remember talking to dave himmel and himmel he was like saying oh oh, that's a typical like california um very lightweight leather that's supposed to evoke um like you know goat hide or Mm -hmm. lambskin like there's no label of what kind of skin it was but it's very light i could literally wear that like in the summertime at like a summer night or something it's so comfortable it's a little bit on the long side for me um i'm trying to get over that just because i like the jacket you know i'm trying to even though i say that things have to end in my waist i'm you know 
have a little bit of compromise because it's so cool. It only cost me $85. But the uh, but the uh, the shoulders are kind of... I think the conditioner saved it a little bit, but there's definitely, like, it's definitely kind of falling apart at the shoulder, or it's, like, disintegrating a little bit because of how light it is, you know? That's, yeah, that's something you see on a lot of vintage jackets, but especially leather jackets, is if they've just been, like, sitting on a hanger unworn for years, like, you get yeah. a lot of, like, wear around the shoulders. Yeah, and that's why you see, I think I had a jack, a suede jacket from, like, the 80s um, that looked like an A1 from, like, the 20s or whatever, but the shoulders blew out so the previous owner had patched it with leather which mm-hmm. is cool but you know it's one of those things you have to be aware of and then you compare that to like heavier stuff like um you know steer hide horse hide or whatever um where they're made to last you know they're made for like cold states or cold work wear and those ones you typically don't see a lot of like disintegration you might see like a hole but you won't see it get any bigger you know you kind of just you just kind of probably just punctured the jacket yeah. you know and so, yeah, I do, to answer the question, suede or leather, I do prefer skin leather mm-hmm. because suede tends to be a little more, leans like kind of 70s, kind of like relaxed, loose kind of look, and they're not as versatile, um, whether it's style or for function. But after now that I've had like three or four leather jackets, I kind of want a suede no, one. No, I like suede too. I used to be anti-suede, uh, mostly because I've only had like... I had like a Hollywood jacket that was part suede and the suede was just like destroyed, like falling apart, disintegrating every time I wore it. And like decaying suede feels very bad. Um, Yeah. And it also can get kind of powdering, kind of maybe stain your stuff. But if it's, if it's like good, healthy suede, I think that, that, that looks and feels great. I really like the color, like the snuff suede color. Yeah. Um, I every once in a while we'll see. Tobacco suede. Yeah, exactly. Too. We'll see like, uh, like a suede Cossack looks great, or like oh a, hell yeah, like uh, Levi's used to make suede. Uh, the nineteen thirty three one or whatever. yeah, or like the like the type three uh, suede. Oh, like trucker jackets. Trucker jackets. Yeah. But yeah, LVC makes like suede leather jackets, and I think those yeah, are really they're, cool. they're cool. They're really cool. I mean, I think suede is easy for people who don't want to be too. And those also tend to be a little outfits. bit more lightweight. So, it, there you yeah, go. Well, and, yeah, inherently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see, like, uh, for craftsman clothing, you know, you see all the um, most of the people that, that that use them make something out of suede. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things because, like, you know, suede is less common. Um, again, with vintage. Most suede stuff is either very casual, damaged, or it becomes a bit too 70s for some people. So you don't see like an A2. You don't see, you, it's pretty hard to find like a vintage suede A2. But modern people do that because it's like a refined take on an old classic. Yeah. So, you know, at some point you have to like, you know, go with like Craftsman, Himmel Brothers. I don't know. There's countless other brands that I can't think of because I don't really look too much because I buy vintage all the time. Um, but yeah, suede, suede is cool. I would love to have one. Um, at some point, you know, I've been pretty good about not buying as much anymore. I haven't, what's the bat last big thing about, about a fucking belt. I'm sure we're going to talk about belts in the future. Cause I have more than one belt that I wear for everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been pretty good about not buying as much, especially after I want to buy the Alden Tassel loafers, which if you know, is coming up at some point, um, from that big shoe article. Cause I really want one. Big shoes. Um, what is this? A clown? What is a this? Clown? That joke about penises? Yep. Yeah. Comedy acting, yep. Like uh, well, Oscars. that should do it for the whole uh, for the whole leather jacket thing. Uh, um, again, really quick, let's get your let's let's talk about the 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 only ones that I think I can't I think we didn't really talk about that you mentioned in the oh, article. Yeah, well, go ahead. Like early button ones, like the ones that Leo wears, the Aviator, or like European leather jackets. Oh, European ones are crazy as hell, dude. Yeah. Uh, what they're is it so, with fucking all- European like workwear or casual wear? That got like so much more wild than like stuff you see. Yeah, in the you States. see them like like they're you can, they're like they're like leather pullovers basically because mm-hmm. they're so short. They have such wide ribbing. They look like a fucking sweater. You know, they they seldom have side pockets. They just have like breast pockets. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, people like I think um, uh, uh, Wilhelm, who is a collector of German stuff in 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 Germany, uh, has a bunch of leather jackets which are super cool. Um, super interesting. Like, if you want to find a way to wear a leather jacket that isn't the typical, like, Americana rugged or biker or whatever, try and find a European one. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> yeah, but especially with shipping, too. 
Yeah, but they're so cool. Like, the collars are super wide. They're super dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just want to say again, I don't like racers because they don't have a collar. For me, a leather jacket's got to have a collar you can prop up. A- any jacket I own has to have a collar they can prop well, up. Well, you, I mean, the when you say that the racers, the collar is always propped up because it's oh, it's kind of like always because it's like a standing collar uh on that note i remember i did an impression of ethan newton and mg said why are you making him fucking taika waititi <laughs> i was like hey man i'm ethan newton and he's like you're just doing is his voice doing that the- soft <laughs> no yeah. it's not <laughs> oh my god okay. um yeah what else did i mention that we didn't talk about let me just do a quick scroll i know we talked about varsity jackets the two-tone ones i mean yeah, I mean, read read the show notes, read the blog yeah. post. It's 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 all in there. It's very extensive. It's like eight thousand words. I wrote a lot about like how I think people should wear them and all the details think, and stuff. I think I've said my problem with most varsity jackets. Maybe not on the podcast, but it- oh, there's uh, there's there's grizzlies. Oh, I love grizzlies. That's another one that's like that's, that's like a grail. But I know it's like when the fuck am I going to no wear way. that? Because yeah, for those of yeah, you who dude. don't know, grizzly jackets think of like uh, like an A two or something, or sometimes even like a double rider. But, like, the front panels are, like, bare fur. Yeah. Well, technically, they're pony they're, hide. Well, yeah, they're pony like they're, hide. They're, but it's, like, hide. hair on they're, leather. Uh, like, very plush. Gorgeous. <laughs> Great yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're so expensive. Yeah. They're so expensive. Because there's, like, barely um, any authentic ones surviving. So, you're going to have to get, like, reproduction or bespoke. I know one is one is in um, Bryceland's, but it's just hanging because it's, like, so small. Yeah. Uh, that's the other problem with a lot of leather jackets is they're always tiny. Yeah, if you if you find like the ones that kind of survive or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and even cra- Craftsman again makes them now, but they're done in shirling fronts instead of uh, instead of like a like you know po- like a hide yeah. or something the fur. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, grizzlies are cool. I don't really need one. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, Barnstormers, which you tried on one, um, we saw a lot of them. Oh yeah, I think I, are the those Sherling like kind of coming back because I didn't used to see them as much at like Inspiration. Or maybe people are just finding them now. I don't know if people like breaking into like old pilots warehouses. I don't yeah, because Barnstormers are cool. another one of those like longer jackets. They're longer. They're like kind of like almost a jacket length. Yeah, uh, like like a tailor jacket they were, like, length. You know, like heavy duty like winter wear. It's like a lot of these leather jackets. Yeah, you know, by itself it wouldn't protect you in the cold. Maybe. Um, but yeah, barnstormers are like this could be like in your your winter jacket. Yeah, they're usually double breasted, done with buttons, has a belt maybe. Um, but yeah, I tried one on that was super cool. Two fifty, could have bought it, didn't do yeah, it because also like no way fur lined, fur collar, everything, all of it. Yeah, it's like it's at that picture of uh, Ed Hardy of Tom Hardy wearing like a Sherling bomber, and I don't want to talk about Sherling bombers because that's just that's way too military and too weird for me. Um, but like, there's a picture of him wearing like a B3 or a B6 Sherling bomber, and he's wearing it with like a V-neck T-shirt and jeans, and it's super cool. Um, and he's like out in like the snow, and like that's how you would wear a barnstormer because like in LA, I would literally have to be wearing the thinnest T-shirt to make it even yeah. worth it. Because if I wore a button up with that, there's I would sweat my fucking balls off, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. Don't forget to read the article, guys. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, we're gonna finish off with one question, wow. uh, just because Special. this article, this, this episode is, um, it, it it doesn't really have show notes. It's just a companion to that big article. Um, so this is the only place from, you're gonna get our answer for this. Yeah, this is going from McDougal. You guys remember that movie McDougal, like the weird French animated film about a magical dog? No, <laughs> no I don't never remember mind that. that. Okay, um, well, so McDougal, it's from James. Uh, but uh, in your opinion, who's the best dressed Wes Anderson character and why? I really, really like the style in Wes Anderson's movies. Um, it's so good. Yeah, it's like he uh, when he does like stuff set in, you know, he did that one section of Grand Budapest Hotel set in the 60s. And he like oh, yeah. picks up on stuff that other costumers don't. Well, does he do it, or does his... Oh, that's a good... Well, he also, like, I don't know, again... I'm, I'm sure he has a person... I mean, he's a very well-dressed he, man. He dresses he like his characters, so that's why I kind yeah, of just assume definitely. that it's like, oh, he probably... He, he, I'm sure he has a lot of input, because he seems like a guy that is very hands-on with the look of yeah, his movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, who who would you say is the best dress? We can talk about We talked the, about uh, this author. a little bit before the, before the episode, but I have... Because we were prepping for yeah, it. Yeah, I... We actually do prep work, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> not much, but some. Um, yeah. But 
Uh, I mean, I mentioned there's this one character who I cannot remember that I believe in, from the Royal Tenenbaums. He appeared only like for three seconds, and I believe it was when they were talking about like their mom's like ex-husbands or something. I don't recall the sequence because it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. But they cut to this one Japanese guy, and he's wearing, like, this very 1930s-looking suit. He has an overcoat worn, like, over his shoulders like a cape. I'll, we'll find that image, I guess, and, like, maybe post it on the Instagram. I don't want to promise anything because I don't – none of us – we don't own the movie. <laughs> so it might be difficult oh. to find it. All right, that should be what I use my uh – my iTunes gift card on yeah either that or Wolf of Wall Street because like those are two movies I really enjoy like kind of watching and those are both watching um, yeah but yeah um, the, Mr. Fox I think like really up there because you know I like corduroy I like earth tones I really like the 70s look of that movie that's like my ideal 70s style and yeah and then I had one more but I, I can't remember it. fantastic Mr. Fox yeah fantastic Mr. Fox but no I had one more but I can't remember it now well oh yeah um, Jude Law in, oh, in the beginning. Yeah, the author. Yeah, yeah. the author, the like, the thing. younger author in uh, Grand Budapest. That movie, like, f- great style. Like, the, le- the the velvet purple thing that Ralph Fiennes wears right at the I end. I want it so bad, dude. So good. I want it so bad. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's a really good one. I think Royal Tenenbaum is kind of fun. You know, uh, I think it's Richie, right, with the tan suit yeah. and everything. And the, the um, tennis. The tennis, uh, the headband yeah. and everything. Uh, what's, what's the... Um, uh, what's the what's Danny Glover's character? I forgot. I remember reading an old Ivy style, or maybe it was the style forum piece about like that movie and how like Danny Glover's character was like super prep, like you know, because he wore a lot of gingham shirts and bow ties and blazers, yeah. even though he's like their CPA or whatever. Um, that one is good. I like that. Um, I mean, a lot of in most movies, I like a lot of like background attire, just because most main characters are very static; they don't really change a lot of of outfits. And in most movies, even Wes Anderson, because they have such an identity with their clothes mm-hmm. that they seldom, you know, deviate a lot from it. Um, and uh, I can't really, th- I mean, there's a lot of hand, like, you know, I love uh, how the whole group in um, Life Aquatic is wearing like tuxedos yeah. with fucking the red, the red uh, beanie, uh, red knit caps on. Um, I'm sure a, lot, a handful of stuff in like, um, in the uh, Moonrise Kingdom, by worn by some of the kids, or or really how about great. like fucking like, Bill Murray just wearing like Madras pants with like oh yeah, with like yeah, a Brooks exactly. OCBD, just like very sloppy, like no shoes, yeah, but he still looks really yeah. cool. And uh, you also got to hand it to my boy Max Fisher from Rushmore. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, wearing the look. prep outfit with the uh, he doesn't really wear the beret that often in the movie, but it's a statement think. piece. Yeah, and at the end of it, he does wear a uh, a green olive cord suit, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the West Anderson films again are filled with such such great style. Again, something that I know a lot. I know a lot of menswear guys are into, a lot of artsy people are into, because it's kind of eclectic, it's kind of Americana, it's kind of vintage, all rolled into one. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure at some point we're gonna kind of go, just kind of have a deep dive uh, into it, and probably after. Uh, spoiler alert: The French Dispatch comes out. I will definitely do my research and kind of go into the style of that movie. So keep an eye out when that movie comes out. Man. Um, Imagine and, living in. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures of the Royal Tenenbaums since like I wasn't in New York in 2001. Probably not a great place to be at that year, but um, stop and frisk. <laughs> but like, imagine after Mayor Bloomberg that movie came out, and like every like cool art girl had a big fur coat because they wanted to be Margot Tenenbaum. Like that had to, I think, I think, I think, yeah, we, we all want to date Margot Tenenbaum. Yeah. So we recorded this on Valentine's day. So that's especially, (laughs) I forgot about for us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode of sound direction. Please give us a rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out because again, people keep asking when are you guys going to monetize? Well, we can't do it unless we got all that kind of stuff, you know, unless we're popular. But with that said, we still enjoy making these, uh, whenever we can, um, you know, keep out, keep an eye out or an ear out for other articles and stuff. On the blog Street Expressa, uh, the show notes, aka companion blog post for this piece, is going to be in the description of this episode. Um, you can follow the podcast um, on at style and direction, all spelled out. You can see all the quotes that we compile there. Thanks to um, thanks to Matthew for that one. Um, 
and a couple of the cool pictures that we will reference will be in there. Um, my Instagram is at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And big thanks to MJ for being the producer of our podcast. New title, because that's what they generally yeah. are called in the pod that's biz. Not just, yeah, there we go. Um, so we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Stop recording.